The North Canterbury hunting competition took place over the weekend and it included the controversial feral cat category. Animal rights activists turned up protesting. They reckon 100 kids paraded their kills in front of them shouting, meat, meat, meat. Well, tournament organiser Matt Bailey is here to give us the rundown on how it all went. Hey there, Matt. How's things? How's things? Good. How was your weekend? Oh, it's a great old day in the country, really. Oh, unbelievable turnout. Um, just an awesome country day, you know. Um, plenty of country music, plenty of animals, good food, helicopter in for a lolly scramble for the kids, um, and a lot of money raised, and a lot of meat donated to a food bank as well, which is another bonus. Good yeah. One. Why do you do the hunting competition? Um, so we're a fundraising committee and we fundraise for our local school, the Rotherham School, and our local pool, which is the Memorial Pool. Um, the school itself, being a parent, um, we've got to find $50,000 a year to pay for our third teacher because um, we don't get the money from the government for that. So we have this hunting competition. We also grow sweet corn. A farmer donates uh, four hectares, plants it all, and we... We get all the profits, we handpick that and sell it around North Canterbury. Uh, we do pie fundraisers and little bits like that, and we have a multi-sport event, a road game, which is next weekend up here. So, uh, yeah, we're doing it for the school and the upkeep of the old um, local pool, the Memorial Pool. So, yeah, it's all good causes. got to say, Matt, a lot of people will be thinking, well, that's not right, a community having to fundraise for a teacher. What's the story there? Yeah, that's just how it is, unfortunately. Yeah, though we only get funded for two teachers and we've, we've got too many students, so... Uh, there's no extra help there, so it falls onto the board, um, board trustees, and then comes to us really. So we just got to do our part to ensure that you know the kids are getting a, a good education. Really, yeah. What are the rules for the hunting weekend? Um, well, there's sort of two lots of rules. They so sort of cross over a wee bit, but um, hunting starts on Thursday night. Um, so you well midnight Friday morning, should I say? So you've got three days: Friday, Saturday, Sunday, to go out hunting. Um, the regular rules for your big animals and that are just um, more the presentation side of it. When they come in, they need to be, um, you know, properly presented and they can't be frozen animals. They've got to be fresh, so there's no cheating and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the feral cat section, uh, we put the rules out for that. You know, you've got to be 10 kilometres outside any residential area, including lifestyle blocks. You need to be box trapping so you can identify your feral cat and dispatching of it with the right gun. And um, if in doubt, you know, let it go. Also communicate with your your farmers, your neighbours, um, to see everyone's on the same page so there's no crossover if someone on farm's got a pet cat. Um, and, yeah, and enjoy the outdoors and do your part for conservation with your family. Um, let's take a look at the animals that you're hunting. Can we make a list? Yep, so in the open section we have uh, deer, pigs, so you've got your boar and your sows, your stags, your hinds, um, chamois, goats, um, uh, what else we got? I think that's about it. And then you move to the kids section, you've got your rabbit, your hare, your possum, your rats, your stoat, your ferrets, your weasels, your ducks, your goose, um, and goat as well, I think. Um, yeah, and, and, the, and sorry, and the feral cats in the adult section as well, yeah. Okay. Yep. Give us a little history of the controversy around the feral cat section. Um, yeah, I guess it's, it's a touchy subject, but we're talking about two different, you know, parts of the country, really, and two different animals. Um, it's People don't sort of understand the issue we have up here with these animals, and they're not, they're not pets, and they're not nice creatures. Um, 
it's just part of our life up here, really. Pest control, you know, I'd probably kill 40 feral cats a year on this farm I'm in. Um, and it's just part of our daily life, you know. Our kids are out here hunting, they're helping me kill and process meat for the table. They're sort of all used to it. It's just how we grow up. And it's just what we do, really. So there's nothing new to us, but there's, uh, when people say cats, you get all these um, animal lovers who, you know, think that they all should be rescued, and which is. Um, it's just, you know, it wouldn't work. There's too many of them around and um, the cities as it is, let alone out here. So, yeah. Do you think uh, we should um, Do you think we should call feral cats something else, like cougars or whatever, you know, oh, something that yeah, they don't have to look yeah. the, the C yeah. word? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, if, you know, they can see these animals the way they behave. And, you know, and they've, they've killed, they kill my pet chickens. Um, friends have a constant problem with them hanging around their house attacking their pet cat, you know. Um, so, yeah, totally different animal, really. Yeah. yeah. But how about the controversy, though? When did that blow up and, and how did you experience that? Um, yeah, we sort of, we have our meetings in the wool shed here and, we um, last year we had some cats come in on um, trailers, and guys said, "Oh, I should weigh these cats in." Just as you know, we said, "No, nah, on the list." And we just said, "Oh, at the time, we'll, we'll do it next year." You know, good idea. The pests, the predators, the damaging our native, you know, flora and fauna. So, had a meeting. and said, "Yeah, we'll chuck it in the kids section." You know, the little critters um, with the possums. They're going to be out shooting possums out the back of farms. So, if they see a cat, they might as well take it down. Well. Yeah, that, that got some backlash, right? Um, we've um, got plenty of media attention. We went around the world there, um, but at the time it was uh, we sort of yeah, it was caught us off guard, and yeah. the teachers were getting worried with the death threats getting sent to the school, and people threatening to burn down the school, and sponsors were saying, "Hey, I'm getting emails." So we thought, "Ah, oh, we'll, we'll do the right thing. It's only a small part of the competition. We'll, we'll take it out." Um, but after a while, we got that much support, um, you know, overwhelmed with support, people wanting to give more money and more sponsors wanted to come on board. Um, Paddy Gower got involved and said he wants to come down, so we thought, oh, well, we'll make this PC, we'll put it back in the adult section and we'll put the rules up um, and the reasons why we're doing it, you know. So um, clear cut and there'll be no crossover from domestic cats and uh, away we went again. So, um, but yeah. Still more um, backlash from the animal lovers, but um, we'll yeah, now. yeah. It must have been kind of hard on you at the time, but it's a pretty stressful thing to suddenly find yourself at the centre of a uh, big firestorm like that. Yeah, yeah, it has been pretty hard. Um, I've still got a, a farm here to run and a family, you know, three young girls, so it's, it's added a bit of stress to my life. But I'm, I'm just lucky to have good mates and a good community. And, you know, and the feedback, my phone hasn't stopped going today, how proud people are of what um, we've done up here in North Canterbury, you know, messages from all around the country to say, you know, you guys have stuck to your guns and, and um, done a great thing, yeah. In a way, do you think the controversy has, has helped the competition? Oh, immensely. Like, we've seen record entries, over 1,500 entries. Um, I would think we're the biggest hunting competition in the world. Um, I thank the protesters yesterday before they called me all sorts of things. I just said, look, guys, you're just great to see you. And it was a great novelty yesterday. It was, um, <laughs> you know, people turned up to see protesters. It was quite cool. Um, yeah, oh, unbelievable. Everyone knows about the North Canterbury hunting competition. Any publicity, you know, is good publicity. So it's, um, no, it's been a bit of a roller coaster, but it's been great. And the result is we've raised a lot of money. So, yeah, yeah we're grateful. Yeah. Uh, and I think, um, most of our listeners, given that we cover this topic quite regularly in the afternoons, will understand why we hunt feral cats because 
well, I, I suppose it's easy to um, to complain about the death of one cat, but you're really choosing between it and a thousand native birds, right? I mean, that just motors through our native wildlife. So if you don't kill, you are in fact making a choice um, that it will continue to have an impact. There are a couple of um, aspects which are maybe a little bit uncomfortable for people. One is the idea of celebrating the death of an animal. Do you understand why someone who, who, who might even be keen on pest control might be a bit uncomfortable around the idea of sort of glorifying it or, or rewarding it? Yeah, I guess so, but hey, um, that's their feelings. Um, uh, hunting comps are nothing new to New Zealand. They've been raising money for communities for decades. Um, you know, it's just a part of life, and it's, it is a competitive sport, so people do enjoy enjoy heading out with their dogs and their, you know, rifles and shooting a big stag. There's, there's a reason we put them on the wall. You know, they're a trophy. We're proud of them. It's... Um, it's a competitive sport. These guys want to have the biggest pig, and uh, they want to turn up and feel pretty cool about it. And so that's where it, that's you know where that sort of comes from. Really, they take pride in it, and it's um, it's a sport, and it's fun, and it's putting food on the table. So yeah, yeah, and then uh, uh, yeah, cool. So I won't convince you on that one. And then the other <laughs> the other objection maybe is just that the conflict might not be very nice for what is meant to be a, a sort of community day. If protesters are yelling at the kids, and kids are yelling back at the protesters, I wonder if that's a, a bit of kind of a bad vibe for um, for the kids. Yeah, it was, um, the protesters were there and um, we were sort of busy doing our thing and as vehicles come in, the kids sort of stand at the gate and they all cheer. And so um, there was a bit of that going on, a big load of deer would come in. You know, some utes would have, um, you know, half a dozen deer and half a dozen pigs loaded on top, you know, and everyone's cheering, clapping. It's quite fun to watch. And um, I sort of was busy and I, I hear sort of like a chant going on. I was thinking, what's going over there? And so a couple of us went out and... Um, there was about 30 kids sort of standing there, and it's sort of against the crowd anyway. And so what's going on out here? And a couple of boys had a couple of big dead cats, and, and they, they're chanting, meat, meat, meat. Because uh, the protesters had said they called them murderers. I said, what's going on? They said, they called us murderers, and they're all vegan, and we're chanting meat. And I said, well, a couple of us said, get back and, you know, cut that out. Mm-hmm. Put those cats over there and get away from them, you know. So we, we, um, we extinguished it. You know, we don't want to... You know, we're responsible parents, and that was just boys being boys. You know, they those guys come up here and provoke them. Uh, they stood their ground, which good old you know Kiwi boys do. Um, they they got each other's back, and they they gave it back to them. You know, those protesters, freedom of speech. They can say what they want. These boys can chant what they want. Um, there was nothing abusive. The using the word meat, so they don't they don't call them anything else. But you know, so yeah. it was just a okay, um, but a provoking really. Mm. Do you know how many uh, feral cats were killed this year? Um, I think it was... We had a couple of spreadsheets that we need to pull together. We're just a bit busy this morning tidying up the grounds and that, but I think it was over 200. I'll just have to clarify that. Yeah. And But I should know within the next day or two how many animals were killed, yeah. Anything else you'd like to see done about this problem, the cats, feral cat problem? Um, um, yeah, well, it's just a flow over from the towns, really, and there's no... Rules and regulations, you know, it should be mandatory, de-sexing, micro-trafficking and registering. Breeders should be registered. Um, and, and, that, you know, we agree with SAFE on that. You know, there's mutual ground there. We both think that needs to be done. There's no, you know, cat rules for the country. This is sort of free reign, you know, and it's just mm. 
just spilling out everywhere. And, you know, we've got to do our part out here because, you know, they carry diseases like toxoplasmosis, which cause abortions in sheep. So I'm always cautious of that. I've had friends in the Hawke's Bay lose tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of income through toxoplasmosis. So um, we've got to keep the numbers controlled on farm. And at the same time, we're trying to, yeah, stem the flow from that's coming out of the countries and out of the town, should I say, and out into our bush as well. Is it? We sort of talked around this before, but is there room to introduce a kind of an element of of respect for these dead animals among the the kids who are taking part, or you know, um, to have some part of the competition? We actually recognise that a lot of these are just kind of living animals worthy of respect that just happen to be in the wrong place through no fault of their own. Yeah, I guess so. But that's just wildlife, you know. No one cares about the mice and the stoats and the rats that are. Um, coming in, it just seems to be the cat, you know. Yeah. They say, well, what if it's someone's pet, well, someone's pet rat or someone's pet possum, but it's highly unlikely because we're, we're on our own properties and we're in the middle of nowhere. Good um, one. But, yeah. yeah. How much money did you make, Matt? Not sure. Um, it's hard. We've just sort of got a few bills to pay, but it's looking like around sixty to $70,000, so it's a great day. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can't be more thankful for the publicity that we've got, really. It's just, yeah, it's worked in our favours, and we're looking forward to paying it forward. We'll donate $250 to the next um, couple of hunting competitions that have feral cats in their sections, um, and we've had people ring up and say, we're going to sponsor you know, the cat section next year, and we'll sponsor your competition. They think it's great. Yeah. Nice to talk to you today. Um, glad it's been positive for the community. Yeah, cheers, Jesse. It's appreciate it. Tournament yeah. organizer Matt Bailey on the North Canterbury Hunting Competition.